Did you know there was a free five-part podcast series all about classroom management? In this series, learn how I went from using traditional classroom management strategies without a lot of success to becoming a behavior detective. Discover how I help children with root cause of their behavior issues instead of just addressing the behavior itself. If you want to take a listen to this new series, just check the show notes. You're listening to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast, the podcast for quick, actionable ideas and tips to help you up your confidence and joy in educating little learners. I'm your host, Ashley Rives. Let's get to the show. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast. I'm Ashley, your host, and this is episode 16, Why Every Preschooler Needs to Be Playing Cooperative Games. Gameplay and young children can be so much fun and full of so many great benefits. But if you have some children who struggle with the winning and losing aspect of a game, a cooperative game is just what you need. But don't get me wrong, because playing cooperative games is important for all of our little learners. Let's take a moment, though, and define the difference between a cooperative game and a traditional game. So traditional games are structured so that only one player is the winner and the rest of the players are the losers. Cooperative games, the players don't compete against each other. Instead, they work together with a common goal. So they all win together or they all lose together. And as you could imagine, the benefits of playing cooperative games are a little bit different than playing traditional games because children are having to work as a team. They're having to problem solve and think strategically, and they're having to use some creativity. And I love that it removes that competitive stress of winning and losing because we're all in this together. These cooperative games also promote kindness, sharing, and a big one, communication skills among the players. They have to be able to talk to each other and start to kind of formulate a plan and work together. And it also helps develop some empathy here because they're starting to understand what it may feel like when they all win or they all lose. And if you're thinking, wow, those sound like some hard things for our preschoolers to be doing is having them work together as a team, I urge you to try out a cooperative game because I think you will be surprised how well your preschoolers do with it. Now, you will be right there and you will be guiding them and helping teach them and coach them along through this game. This is definitely not something that they can play by themselves, at least not until you've played it with them several times, but you will be surprised at how well they can do these big skills like strategic thinking and problem solving and communicating among each other. And my very favorite maker of cooperative games for preschoolers specifically is Peaceable Kingdom, because not only are they able to make these amazing games that keep kids interested, help them practice all these amazing social skills and game playing skills, they also add in some academic skills like counting and colors and shapes. So you're packing so much goodness in one game. So if you have never tried a cooperative game or maybe are looking for some new ideas, I am going to tell you about my favorite cooperative games 
that we love to play in our classroom. And all of these are created by Peaceable Kingdom. Um, This is not sponsored by Peaceable Kingdom by any means. I just absolutely love what they're doing in creating cooperative games for preschoolers that nearly every game that they come out with that is for our age group is just perfect. The first one is called Hoot Owl Hoot. And the players in this game get to help the baby owls fly back to their nest before the sun comes up. So basically, they're working together to get the babies before the sun comes up. So they draw these cards, and each card either allows them to move closer to another baby owl, or it's a sunshine, and it lets the sun move one space. So if the sun gets all the way to the right side of the board before they have all of their baby owls back in the nest, then the sun wins. But if the team can get all the baby owls back in the nest first, then they win. Now, I feel like I need to take a minute and just warn you a little bit because the excitement and decibel level of playing these type of games gets incredibly loud. It's fun to see. It's hilarious, but I don't want you to be caught off guard. They get so engrossed, especially when it comes down to a very close game that they are squealing and jumping around and making all kinds of noises. So to say that these are well-loved by kids is probably an understatement, but I felt like you needed a little bit of a warning that um, some very loud, exciting noises will come out of children while they're playing this game. You'll love it, but just be ready for it. Another game we love is called Count Your Chickens, and the players in this game help Mama Hen collect all her little chicks and get them back to the coop in time. So if everybody can get those chicks to the coop, then they win. This is another one based off the same type of concept as Hoot Owl Hoot. So playing them kind of back to back is helpful because they start to understand the concept of the game and are able to play it a little bit more easily. Now, drum roll, please, because the absolute favorite game of my preschoolers that they literally beg for is called Race to the Treasure. And again, it's by Peaceable Kingdom as well. Now, it is rated ages five plus, but I don't want that to scare you away from this game because with some extra support from you, it is totally, totally doable with pre-K and they just adore it. The structure of the game is different from Hoot Owl Hoot and Count Your Chickens by a little bit, but I think the characters in this game is what makes it so exciting for them. So basically what they do in this game is there are three sacks of treasure And there are four keys. And so before you start playing, you roll some dice to figure out where on this grid of a game board you put the keys. And so the ogre has a special path to get to the treasure. And as you play the game, you have a path to try to get all the keys and get to the treasure before the ogre gets there. So there's cards involved. You're pulling a card. You either get a path card to help you get to a key and work down the board or you get an ogre card. And so when you get an ogre card, he gets to go on his path. So the goal is to get all of those keys down to the treasure and to the end spot before the ogre. And this is definitely one that is 
shrill scream inducing. So just be ready. It is um, definitely their favorite. Again, I think it's because of the ochre and it's fun to see some of them sometimes root for the ochre because they feel kind of bad for him and think he should get the treasure every now and again too. There are also a couple of Peaceable Kingdom games that are on my list. Um, We don't have them yet, but they are definitely on my list that I would like to try out. And that is Pick Me Up Piggy and Snug as a Bug in a Rug. So those are some other options for you as well that I have researched and think will be fantastic. If you're wondering when we play these games in the classroom, I will say that I generally do not start any sort of formal board game play until I've seen that children are pretty self-sufficient in centers, and then we play them during small group. And, you know, you can definitely use this as skill-based time because many of these games are focused on skills. Plus, they add in so many amazing other components. So, We play these um, in small group, and obviously not all the children can play them at once. They're usually about four players that play. So sometimes this makes the same game be played multiple days, and sometimes they'll just pull, you know, some name sticks to see who gets to play first, because many times they really, really want to play these games, even though they're pretty engrossed in play in the centers, they will run to come play these games once they figure out how fun they are. So we play them in small group for kids. And then if I don't have enough time, then I'll go towards the next day and pull the next four kiddos to play as well. And I find that sometimes even the friends that aren't playing stand and just watch because they've just got to have more of these games. And that's pretty fun to see too. So let's take a moment to recap on the absolutely amazing benefits of cooperative games, teamwork, for sure, creativity, problem solving, removing that competitive stress, being able to have some communication among players is a big one, kindness, sharing, developing empathy, and then of course, being able to bring in some of those academic skills as well. So you're hitting so many areas when you are doing cooperative games. My favorite cooperative games, Hoot Al Hoot, Count Your Chickens, Race to the Treasure, all by Peaceable Kingdom. And you can check out the Peaceable Kingdom website at the show notes. I went ahead and linked it there so you can check them out as well. Just head to www.lovelycommotion.com slash episode 16. I'm hoping you will give some cooperative gameplay a try, and hopefully you'll be hearing those exciting, exhilarating screams in your classroom as well. Have a lovely rest of your week. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with a friend. This helps me spread the word and help more preschool teachers just like you. Keep being lovely. Lovely.